0: This is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests, and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. When it comes to home repairs, we could all use a guy. Well, we've got the guy, and we've got the show. For all your home improvement questions, we've got answers. This is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Presented by J&B Construction and Signing Unlimited. Now, here's your host, Dayton Kane and David Nason. So technically, we have two guys. Sure. You're yeah, like, today today sure, Dayton. You, you pretend great. that you're good at what we're
1: doing here. Hey, good morning, Dayton. Good morning. How are you, David? I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing great. Another cold, brisk Saturday morning. morning. It was, chilly. It was yeah. chilly. We haven't had this like cold for about a month again. It Kind of felt
2: like spring. Yeah. Although we did get a little snow.
1: We did. It was weird, gone. like flurries that kind of disappeared, oh. and now we're back to <laughs> flurries. We got you know got what. a lot, like we, Menominee Falls. Yeah. My dad got two inches of yeah, snow. We, we got... had in New Berlin about maybe half
2: an inch. I was gonna say it was kind of a, just a slushy, wet stuff that mostly melted off the right. driveway and sidewalk by so, the end of the day. So let's talk about that right off the bat.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or do we want to do we want to let people know there's somebody else sitting in the room with us? We can get to that. sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, well, let's introduce. Let's introduce. Yeah. So Jim. a friend of mine, his name is Jim Riedel. And uh, Jim
2: Riedel lives in Elm Grove. He, I worked with Jim at Kelman Restoration. He worked there quite a bit longer than I did. Um, and uh, he was, uh will let him tell you a little bit about that. But he's also uh, a licensed realtor. And he took our uh, home inspection class a year or so ago. And um, Jim's here to kind of just see how things are going, maybe talk a little bit. But also there's going to be times when I can't be on the show and maybe he'll fill in for us. So, Perfect. Morning, Morning, Jim.
3: Jim. Good morning. How are you? We're doing well. Good to see you. Great for having me.
2: Yeah. So like I said, you were at Kelman for quite some time.
3: 21 years. 21 years. Is that yeah. all? 21?
2: Yeah. Jeez. So knows a fair amount about the uh, fire and water restoration uh, industry, This or side of the construction industry. And then also uh, being a realtor, I've done some inspections for Jim's clients. So we've we've stayed in touch over all these years, so...
1: So that's why I kind of want to introduce you into this conversation, because this last week, and this this has been a weird winter, where we've had big snowstorms, and then it would get really warm, and everything would melt, and then it would freeze, and just a lot of things can happen to the house when that starts happening. Um, yeah. We were just mentioning before we came on the show that I now have a, a stain on my ceiling. It's been there since I moved in, but I think it's getting worse in my bathroom. I think the chimney's leaking because I think all that snow melted and somehow got in and yeah. now is that stain's getting bigger and you're like, just it's already stained, right? Yeah. Put a little pencil mark around right. where it Trace is it. and see if it's getting worse. So that was a good tip. Yeah. Easy to do, right? I so mean if you, you
2: have a moisture meter, you know, you can do that. Your hand is not a moisture meter. So just so you know, oh I touched it, it feels wet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? people say that Well, all if the time. it feels wet, that's
2: probably not a good sign. Well, yeah, if it's if really If you can poke your finger really wet, through it, that's yeah, probably not then a good. Then it's really sign. bad. But generally if it's a stain, again, you're not going to be able to determine the moisture that's there that a moisture right. meter can determine. But
3: that is a, that is an important point. You if you poke at it and your finger goes through it and it feels wet when you do that, <laughs> then you know it's wet. Right. If it, if you poke at it and it's still firm and hard like a drywall wall would be, then, then it's probably dry for the most part, but you still have to obviously investigate what's going on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I just we had our attic insulated like with a ton of insulation,
1: and I just don't even want to go up in the hatch. And That's look. right. Yes, you did so, that. and yes. because
2: when I, and I think your attic did the house had a have a fire or something because the the yeah you know, yeah at one point yeah just probably just a fire smoked, or mold, mold one of the two because all the framing was painted white. When I did the inspection. So that's so a sign that
1: something was going something. on.
2: One of the two things, either there was not necessarily a structure fire, but maybe a big smoky fire. And well, if, smoke if, if up the chimney the attic,
1: was bad, it could that be. could have been, it was just right. putting smoke up into the attic. Yeah. and
2: so Or like you said, if there was some kind of organic growth up there, after it's cleaned, a lot of times it's sprayed with a stain blocking primer to encapsulate or seal that framing. Right. So you don't get any of that to continue to grow, right?
3: Right. But and you you, you, are, you never want to be the first guy that walks through the beautiful blown-in insulation when it looks so nice right. when you stick your head up there because it never looks that good again after you yeah. go through. Right. It.
2: Exactly. Well, and that's a question I get on inspections. People ask, "Are you going to look in the attic?" And I said, "Well, it depends. If it's a newer home and the insulation is, com- I pop the attic hatch open and it's completely undisturbed. I really don't want to go. Not going right. to go in there. We don't have to go th- walk around an attic." But if there's paths, like you're talking about, somebody makes a path somewhere, or certain houses, two-story colonial houses with the wood-framed chimney on the outside of the house, you probably know what I'm talking about. The With the chimney chase goes yes. all the way up, those are leakers. And yeah, if they you are. can get over to where that chimney is and look inside the chase, many times there's... Some uh, water damage on the inside of that chimney.
1: Very case. common when we pull siding off of yeah. those that it's all rotted yeah. out. Very common. It's where
2: the roof connects with the chimney on the top. Right. And, yeah. yeah. So
3: So
1: and, Jim hanging out with us all morning. So that's cool. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks. We are going to take a break. When we come back, there's a big event going on at the state fairgrounds we're going to talk about. And David's got another cool tool this week. Yeah, so we'll it, talk through that couple. as well. It is the Fix It Show. Thanks for listening this morning to WTMJ.
0: The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. Good morning. Thanks
1: for joining us. The WTMJ Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Jim Riedel in the studio with us this morning as well. It is Random Acts of Kindness Week, so be nice to me, David. (laughs) Right. Just be nice. I'm always nice to you. I'm (laughs) nice to everybody. Uh, A big thing going on this weekend (laughs) at the Wisconsin State Fair Expo Center, the Nary Spring Home Improvement Show going on today Tomorrow, Ten, yeah. and tomorrow yet. It right. was on yesterday. Started yesterday. Today, 10 to 7. Tomorrow, 10 to
2: 5. Right. At least they got some nice weather, unlike the NBA show back in January. Was it the, that snowstorm? That was, that was that Friday snowstorm where the state of emergency that yeah. shut everything down. Yeah. And then it was so cold the next day. So it really suffered with attendance. But the Neri show, I imagine, is probably going to be well attended this weekend. Yeah, I would Especially. assume so. It Even though the calendar doesn't show it, it feels literally like spring outside people are ready to go uh we're seeing an uptick in in home sales i saw that in the news also inspections you know being scheduled are up i have six inspections this coming week home inspections um compared to what i have been in the last couple weeks only like two to three so yeah. all of a sudden, it's it's picking up.
1: This this weather's really helped with uh, people wanting to redo the outside of their home, too, because they're mm-hmm. outside more right. than they are typically this time of year. So right. people calling in, trying to get quotes on siding and roofing. And it's a little busier for February than we're used to. So that's good. Yeah. Good right. stuff. And this weekend, get to the home show and exactly. check out all over 150 different vendors out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, contractors there that can help you with your home improvement. Exactly. So uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about... This text that just came in because there's a lot of questions yeah. in this text right. right here. So basically, it's, it's about radon. radon. Yeah. Let's, let's let's just talk just... through radon mm-hmm. and and what the differences are, what right. a mitigation system does, what you yeah. know about it.
2: So the the question basically is: there a difference in the cost of a mitigation depending on the level of the radon? And so the what we talk about with radon is a level of 4.0 picocuries per liter. So right. that's just a measurement. Unless you're a scientist, it probably doesn't mean much to you. We look for a number, four point zero. If it's below that, the EPA recommends that you do a te- another test in a near, you know, within the next two years. You should check to see if the level changed uh, and consider putting a mitigation system in. If it's over four, then the recommendation is that you do put a system in, a mitigation system in. It does not matter what the level, is. if it's two, four. My highest test that I've gotten is fifty-three. Uh, Scott, who owns Lifetime Radon Solution, has told me that uh, they, he's gotten them in the hundreds. Wow. And so it does not matter. Now, the only thing that can change is maybe um, the type of home that you have or basement. If you don't have a, a modern drain tile system in your basement, if it's an older home without a drain tile, they may need to run, um, I guess, the pipe into more locations, pulling air from under your floor, and then that exhausts outside, so there's going to be some additional material involved. Uh, the other difference could be is whether or not that system goes out and on the outside of your house or if it goes up and then through your garage, your attached garage, and up through the roof. Uh, there's fire collars required if you're going through that firewall. Uh, there's a boot that goes on the roof. So I mean, there's some different costs in that as well. Uh, you may have a pedestal sump pump in your sump crock right now. And that some crock cover needs to be sealed. So, and that requires that, and that pump to be replaced with a submersible pump down in the crock. So, there are some factors that go into it. Uh, contractors also are a little different. Uh, they're not all the same. So, there's going to be some price variance there. Uh, question also is, is a lifetime fix? It generally is. The only thing is the fan is going to last somewhere in the 7 to 10 years that has to be replaced.
1: And there's a there's a gauge on a U, the U gauge YouTube? that tells you if it's working or yeah. not, right? Not, so. not,
2: not YouTube the the website, but U the letter U because it looks like a U right uh, tube. There's a a liquid in there. It's generally a um, an antifreeze like a RV antifreeze, blue or red, and that is only telling you that the system has some suction on it. It's not telling you, if you look at the numbers, there's a gauge on it. That's not telling you how much radon you had or is being exhausted or anything. It has nothing to do with that. It's just telling you that there's suction. If the levels are even, the fan is either off, so if it's on a GFCI receptacle, which sometimes it is, that might be tripped, or the fan has died. It's no longer working, so in either case, either check it out, make sure the power source is on, and if it is, then the fan's probably needing replacement.
1: That might be something. Again, there's so many things in our homes that you just kind of forget about because they're in the background doing what they're supposed to do. That could be one of those things that, hey, I'm going to change my batteries and my fire smoke detectors every six months, right? We
2: we talked about this once. We had a list of things. Change your smoke detector batteries. Change your furnace filter. Check your GFCIs. Make sure your radon system's working. You know, It should be like a standard yeah, list
1: that comes up on all of our Google calendars yeah, or whatever, exactly. your Apple calendar that says, here's the list, go yes. through, do this stuff today. Go because do because you don't your house think about needs it. maintenance, right. right? What? Yes, no. everything needs maintenance. All right. Great question. So, so
3: David, have you... David, have you ever been asked to do a radon test for a buyer with a system already in place? Yes, yes, I have. Have you ever had a high reading on any of those? Oh, I believe once. So a system the system was in place and it still had a higher reading. And it,
2: because it wasn't working properly. And I believe it was installed incorrectly because the fan, the exhaust fan, was inside the basement.
3: So it was just
1: exhausting. So something was cracking and it was just leaking into was, the house.
2: So basically that fan sucking all that radon out from under the floor and sending it into the house. That's not good. So but that fan, the that exhaust fan? fan has to be either in the garage in your attic or outside. It cannot be within... The breathable envelope of the home. Yeah. So,
3: so for people who might be buying, it might be, of course, market conditions determine what people do with their right. offers and whatnot, but whether they do it before or after they buy a house that has one, it may be good to have it retested.
2: The, again, the EPA does recommend that even if you have a system, you should have it tested just to make sure it's working.
3: And the World Health Organization has a lower uh, uh, right. threshold that than the EPA. Yeah, the EPA has. Yeah.
2: And we're saying EPA because the state of Wisconsin Uh, doesn't have any laws there of their own we don't have there's no regulation here in wisconsin uh, for for radon testing or installation so
1: 855-616-1620 the wtmj talking text line if you have a question or want to chime in thanks for listening to the fix it show on wtmj
0: wtmj's the fix it show with david nason and dayton kane you can find the Fix-It Show podcast on Spotify,
1: Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, WTMJ.com as well. Uh, we're going to do it again. David Nason brought in a cool tool. This one is an interesting look when you put yeah, it on, right. actually. So it's a new hard hat. Uh, OSHA regulations
2: just changed. They now require a hard hat to have a chin strap. Okay. So this hard hat that I have on, it's, uh, it looks a lot more like a, a bike helmet.
1: So very it's, much,
2: It's a lot yeah. more compact. It's very comfortable. Got the chin strap. Basically, what they they don't want you to fall off a ladder or something, and as you're falling, your your hard hat goes falling off too, and then you can hit sense. your head. So this is staying on your head, and it's going to protect your head. It's got some neat accessories that can go on it. This one I got at Home Depot. Um, it's a Milwaukee brand, and it's got a, a face shield that you can fold down over your face. Um, there's this clips off, and then I got a a, um, a headlamp that can go on the. I can switch that around to the front. Um, What's
1: the thing hanging on the side there? So
2: that's mine. That's a little thing that holds some um, earplugs. Oh, so, look at that. So uh, that just, you know, you got everything handy uh, so that if you're on a loud job site. The project I've mentioned, I'm working as a, a owner's rep for this small commercial repair project. It's being run by C.G. Schmidt. Their requirement is everybody on job site has a hard hat that meets requirements. You also have to wear that high visibility Bright green stuff, but um, so I had to go out and buy a new hard hat.
1: Question for so. you then: So I'm a homeowner that's having my house built by a contractor, right? And I want to go look at the house in the middle of all of this. Am I required to wear a hard hat when I'm on that property? So it's going to depend on the builder. Mm. The OSHA regulations do
2: relate to residential contractors, but I I don't know that I've seen too many residential contractors wearing hard hats on their sites. Have you, Jim? Not very often. Yeah, it's it's really the commercial okay con, general contractors that are really have all those regulations. There's a whole lot more going on. Obviously, taller buildings, a lot more steel and con- concrete construction and things like that. But I don't. I don't.
1: I know on the exterior remodeling side, yeah. uh, we don't. Our yeah. guys don't have to wear hard hats yeah. when they're roofing or siding or windows yeah. and stuff. So
2: especially roofers. Generally, there's nothing above a roofer. You know, right? right. Yeah, but you talk about falling off of something with like that. Sure.
3: That's why I was wondering yeah. if that was something. But
2: they have fall protection that they have to wear. Yep, harnesses, harnesses and, things, and things like ropes. That.
3: And yeah. I think there's still a few trades that might be more uh, used to wearing them. Yeah. You know, foundation contractors sure. where they're working in a hole and doing poured
0: walls. Exactly. Right.
1: We have to get to the news, but how much does that cool tool cost? So this one at Home
2: Depot was about a hundred dollars, hundred ten dollars, something like that. Okay. and then you get, like I said, you got some accessories, and it came with the the, uh, the headlamp? The headlamp fixture. So not
1: a cheap date, but you no. look cool when you wear it, David yeah, Nason, yeah. I'll tell you that. All right. All right. We're going to jump over to Jack Grau at the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Before we get to
2: the news, our producer Isaac and I were saying if there's ever a David Nason uh, action figure, it has oh, to come with the helmet. Yeah,
0: for it sure. It has to come with the helmet. Well, sure. We
1: got we to look into that. Or a bobblehead. Yeah. Sure,
0: okay. sure, sure. Like a user's manual on the radio. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Dayton Kane and David
1: Nason here. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. 7.34 on a chilly Saturday morning. But it is going to warm up. We're going to see the 50s by Wednesday again. So weird weather that we yep. have going on. And that's been affecting some homes. Um, what things should we be looking for? I was walking around a house yesterday with one of my customers. And one of his extensions on his downspout had fallen off. Mm-hmm. And was the, the, the downspout was just draining right down into yeah, the, by that's the house not good. so make sure you're checking that that's Downs, obvious we right. talk about that a lot downspouts
2: are connected extensions are connected really you need an extension four to six feet along your house I'm not a big fan of the plastic corrugated ones yeah that you see these little extensions they the especially if you don't attach them mechanically I mean with a screw or something they're gonna blow away in the wind uh, every little rib of them catches some debris and dirt, so they back up quite a bit. When the sun shines on them, the, the ultraviolet rays uh, make them get brittle, and then they crack. So I I just think uh, if you, you can buy a downspout at Home Depot, Menards, Ace Hardware, or something, that's, they come in 10-foot lengths. And Cut it in half. They're cheap, too. And, and really you got, got two expensive. extensions. You just stick them on. so. If, they're, if your drains are going underground, make sure they're clear. Um, and probably the best way of doing that is when it's raining is go out and look at your downspouts. And if water's kind of bubbling up out of the drain or, or out of the seams of the downspout, you know it's clogged underground.
1: Hey, would that thing work? You got another cool yeah, tool sitting yes. there. What about one of those? So I this, just saw thought of that.
2: So this is an endoscope. You plug it into – this one, this model, you plug right into your um, – my iPhone – on the end, it's got a lightning connector and then it's got a, a light on it. It's got a 16 foot cable and it came with some attachments. So it's got a, a magnet attachment. If you need to pick something up, it's got a little hook attachment. You go on the end, you can stick it in if you needed to find something and drain. Uh, or, yeah, you can look down your, your downspout and and yeah, so a less expensive way of scoping your downspout drain. So, yeah. So, Definitely could work for you. There you go. What else should you be looking at outside, um, Jimmy? Shingles. You know, have
1: any shingles pulled up or yeah. ice gotten under them and bubbled them up? Or
3: I would think the sump pump is a good one. Uh, you, you, we had such a, a, a long, slow melt at the groundwater, you know, and the sump pump's probably been kicking on for a couple weeks, and then yeah. all of a sudden you get that cold snap. And when the if the pipe... At the discharge on the outside freezes all of a sudden, and the water can't get out, and next thing you know, you might have water in your floor in the basement. So Mine Good was point.
1: running this morning when I was getting ready to come here, and I didn't even think to check as I was backing out to make yeah. sure it was coming out. So
3: already. basically, what,
2: he, what he, a lot of times, what, kind of what Jim's referring to is that some discharge goes right into a, pump, a pipe that goes underground. So it goes out of your house, goes down, and if it freezes... That's going to back up. The pump can't pump. It's going to combat potentially back up. What you see on most new homes today, they they account for that. The pipe comes out, and then instead of it just being an elbow going down, it's a a T or a Y fitting that has a, like a nut, a removable nut on it, so you can unscrew that so that the water can still go down underground, but if it's frozen underground, it can actually just shoot out on the right. grade and not back and up not into back the house, up. so you'd want to remove that in the winter. And if you don't have that kind of fitting, it'd be a good idea to add something like that.
3: Or, or another option is an air gap, where you have one pipe going into a larger pipe, and you have a little oh, sure. bit of airspace between them, so that if the pipe freezes going in the ground, the water can still yep. drain away. Definitely another good idea. That's what
1: I'm going to do at my house. Right now, mine's just like a five-foot extension that sticks
3: straight out of the wall,
1: and I've got some landscaping rock underneath to help it go off.
2: And if you just have the pipe sticking out of the wall, that's a good way of being able to determine if your pump runs much or not. Because if the pipe's just sticking out, if there's a hole, if you can kind of picture the way the water would arc out of there, two, three feet away from that pipe, if there's somewhat of a hole in the ground, you know that pump is running yeah occasionally or regularly if there's nothing there then it's this pump's not that's why i put
1: some landing stone under there to kind of dissipate the water as it comes out of there i know mine works because it runs all the time sure but um it's not attractive the way i have it set and then boom
2: yep when the when the valve closes you can buy a uh um backflow valve the quiet backflow valve
1: oh it,
2: it it closes very slowly and you don't hear that
1: thump the thump at when the it closes, end it. i yeah. might do that because ours does run a lot we're yeah, kind of in so. a lower area so.
2: that or maybe the pipe is uh secured to the floor joist up above uh you can put it on a strap that allows it to swing a little bit so, it's so nice the vibration loud. doesn't carry through the framing so interesting stuff Interesting. The, the quiet one
3: is nice because yes. mine's right underneath my bed in the basement and, <laughs> and uh I don't have to wake up to that funk every. Yeah, day.
2: I have it on a sanitary crock. I don't have I don't have a sump crock in my basement. I have a sanitary crock, and we came with the noisy one, and I replaced it with the quiet one.
1: All right, all right. We do have some text here eight five five six one six one six twenty. We have time to get to one before we go to break. It just says, "Good morning." I have a house built in two thousand seventeen. Is it a good idea to have a home inspection? Of course, <laughs> of course, says the home <laughs> inspector. Well, but why? Why after? Yeah. So now we're looking at two thousand twenty-four. So well, we're looking years. at seven years yeah. since the house was built. Yeah.
2: It, so it's if you purchased the home and you didn't have an inspection, or maybe you had the house built there. Even in seven years, there's some things that that can go wrong. The the report I prepare, you've both seen my reports. Mm-hmm. I, I do include a lot of. Recommendations for maintenance things. So, we can point out things that you should be looking at at seven years old. There shouldn't be anything failing at this point, meaning like furnace, air conditioner. Uh, maybe the water heater is getting near the end of its life. The roof should still be in good shape. But again, w- winter weather can cause some problems. So, if there's no snow on the roof, I'm going to get up on the roof as long as it's not too steep. But I'll get a good look at the roof and give you an evaluation of that. So, it's it's also, the report can become a, it's it's a snapshot in time. So it tells you what the condition of the house is on the day of the inspection so that maybe 10 years from now, uh, let's say, for example, there's some hairline cracks in the foundation wall. No real concern, nothing major, walls not moving, but concrete block walls do get little hairline cracks, things, masonry, uh, mortar shrinks. If I can document that in a report, 10 years from now, you go to sell the house and put them, oh, we got some hairline cracks in the foundation. Somebody's all concerned. You can pull out the report and say, look, it was 10 years ago. It looked exactly like this. Yeah, and nothing it's documented nothing, nothing There's no, nothing. Well, I think their
3: question about. is about, you know, that the house is relatively new. But I yeah. know when I got trained to be a realtor, the manager would say, you know, you're working with a buyer and they're buying a new home. You know, they, they'll say, you know, do I need a home inspector or not? And he was always recommending it because... They've actually had home inspections done on brand new homes, yep. and they found that somebody forgot to finish putting roofing on in a spot or, or something else. Insulation wrong. in the attic or yeah, something. Yeah, so, so the age of the home doesn't necessarily matter. It's it's just to get an eye on, you know, is it in good shape or not. Yeah. All
1: right, Jim Rita with us this morning on the show. David Nason, Dayton Kane, thanking you for listening to WTMJ. Get your calls in 855 616 1620
0: call with your problem we'll try to solve it it's the fix it show
1: on wtmj good morning 13 and sunny in milwaukee at 7 45 dayton kane and david nason here going to be breezy and 30 for a high today and then we climb 38 42 46 it's 50 50 on wednesday 50 on wednesday nice. so we just keep going up over the next few days here so that's I, good i feel for all the people who rely on snow i really oh. i realize and everything but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> WTMJ talking text line 855-616-1620. Let's get through some of these here. Are there certain spots in southeastern Wisconsin where radon is higher? I have a couple of, I live a couple of blocks from Lake Michigan in Racine.
2: So the answer is yes. Yes. Um, if you go to a just a, on a internet search, Google or whatever, L-O-W-R-A-D-O-N dot org. So low org. That will take you directly to the state of Wisconsin's Department of Health and Safety website. So that's a website address that's probably hard to remember, so that's why low radon is easy to remember. That website will tell you everything you want to know and more about radon in Wisconsin.
1: Including areas where you it's worse You can search than by zip
2: code. Oh. So when they've done tests where um, certain people who do testing uh, provide the information to the state, um, I don't, you know, I'm doing it privately, but um, so they have information that's uh, been gained uh, from all over the state, and you can search by website. You got a map, and you can kind of it's color coded, and you can see. So, for example, Milwaukee County typically has lower radon, and a lot of it has to do with the soil. You we know, you got a lot of clay soil in Milwaukee County. You get outside of Milwaukee County, and there's still some in some areas, but most of it's sandy, gravelly, rocky soil. We got rock, you know, up in Lannon Mm -hmm. quarries we got gravel pits down to the south we got the lakes out to the west it's just a much different soil and those areas are the ones that are higher in the radon
1: all right another one here at 855-616-1620 i have a sealed sump crock that is vented through my roof of my four-year-old home recently did a test came back at 1.2 which is consistent with previous tests are there any additional steps i can or should take to reduce that radon level and how often should i be testing in the future
2: Testing every couple years. Uh, 1.2, I think, is fairly close to what it is outside, the air we breathe.
1: So that's fine. Uh,
2: Yeah, mine, when I test mine every once in a while, it's at like 0.7. Probably what you could do if you want to try to lower it a little bit more is take a look, and and depending on your basement, if your basement's not finished, maybe caulk along the perimeter of the basement where the wall and the floor meet. That's a Mm. cold joint there, typically not. Sealed up when they because they pour the walls or build the walls differently when they, than when they pour the floor. So you could use a good like polyurethane sealant, Quad OSI, uh, Vulcan or something, and seal that up. Or if you have more cracks in your floor, just about everybody has cracks in their floor. But if you have maybe a crack that you can put a a, a coin in, so something a little more than a sixteenth, you can try to put a, a sealant over those. Seal up seal up the cracks in the floor. That might be the only thing you could do. Or maybe you get a stronger fan. Maybe your fan is a little weak.
1: There you go. One more break before we're joined by John Whalen of Cornerstone Development. So get your calls in, 855-616-1620. The Fix-It Show is on WTMJ.
0: More of your questions next. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ.
1: It is. Sponsored by Siding Unlimited and j Construction. Dayton Kane and David Nason here. Jim Riedel joining us this morning as well. Taking your calls and texts at 855-616-1620. One here says, I've replaced my sump pump three times in 11 years because they get covered with what looks like is a rusty calcium deposit. Any idea how to prevent that? The pump runs a lot. Yeah, so it's most likely something
2: called iron ochre. Ochre is O-C-H-R-E. O-C-H-R-E. And if you look it up, it's a, um, a bacteria in iron, uh, an iron bacteria that when it reacts with oxygen as it comes out of the soil and it reacts with the o- oxygen in your drain tiles and it solidifies, it calcifies. Uh, it's kind of messy, very difficult to remove. Um, it can really clog up your drain tiles and cause problems. um. According to the online here, you can use something called iron out and hot water. So we were talking briefly, you'd probably want to turn your sump pump off and fill your sump crock with really hot water, put some of this iron out, um, and it must be a product you can purchase and get that to dissolve. You'd want to probably want to dissolve as much as you can and maybe somebody, uh,
1: um, has done this before if,
2: yeah has done this before we're near the end of the hour here but uh i'm sure some people have run into it the other thing uh, would be i would i would call um over to accurate basin repair uh and ask them chris mancuso at accurate they definitely run have run into this and they probably have some suggestions on how to how to get rid of it and take care of that
1: all right another one here are there any good ways to secure a downspout to prevent it from slipping off but convenient enough to remove it from mowing so they
2: have hinges. That would probably be the easiest thing. Yeah. There's really no way that I know. You know, if you're going to screw it, you're going to unscrew it each time, you're probably not going to do that. So probably the hinge.
1: I have one in my to... yard that... Actually, I take that back. I have two in my yard where I don't screw them mm-hmm. in because of the mowing, and I can just pop it off, move right. it, put it back on. Only once in the three years I've lived at yeah. this house have one blown off. Right. Yeah. If you get it on secure it, enough, it's 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 okay. Right. Uh, you don't need to screw it in necessarily, but... If you don't right. want to take the risk of it blowing off, mm-hmm. yeah, the hinge is the way to go. Right. And you mentioned something earlier
3: Jim about some uh, kind of the, well, for the downspot on the house, there's there's a way that you can put the a bracket on the house that that uh is not in front of the the spot, but behind it and it also oh, kind of clips in. Yeah, you could One They're not screw. very common, but yep. if someone actually wanted the down spot of it, I think they they want the extension, the extension off on right, the yeah. ground, which is a little different, which is right. what you guys were talking about. Right.
1: Uh, I have a radon system in the garage that has a drywall ceiling. It looks like it exhausts into the attic. Is that okay? Well, the fan
2: is probably... Well, the fan could be in the garage, and then it goes through the ceiling. That should go through the roof. If they go outside and look look in the garage, okay, that's where it is. Go outside, and they should see a 8, 10-inch white pipe sticking above the roof right there. The important thing is there is that garage ceiling is probably part of the firewall, fire separation. There should be a red collar around that pipe where it goes through the wall it's called a fire collar so in case a fire starts in the garage when it heats up enough that fire collar will react to the heat and there's material in it that will um basically
3: uh choke off the yeah gap.
2: choke off the gap It fill that hole so the fire can't go through that hole right because so the fire required.
1: would melt the pvc piping right. that's going through there
2: that pipe is probably also coming through the wall down low right above the floor and then turning up, there needs to be a fire collar there as well. Okay. So you got to look for those.
1: Good information, good questions. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. 855-616-1620. Next hour, John Whalen from Cornerstone Development on with us. And uh, we'd love to hear what what you have to ask him, because he's here to answer your questions. Right. And talk about the new developments. I always right. love the new developments yeah. that they're coming up with. Right. Thanks but, for being here, Jim. Yeah, that does it for our number one of the fix it show on WTMJ. Yeah.